the lady of the house at home. Oh. CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta at the University of Calgary campus radio station, which is located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy comprising the Siksika, Pekanai, and Kanai First Nations, the Tsutsina First Nation, and the Stony Nakota including the Shinnaki, Bearspaw, and Wesley First Nations. The city of Calgary is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. You are listening to Yeah, What She Said here on CJSW 90.9 FM. And my name is Georgia Jones, and this is actually a kind of a bittersweet episode of Yeah, What She Said for me, because this is the last time that I will be saying I'm your host, Georgia Jones, on Yeah, What She Said. After three wonderful years contributing to and then later hosting this show, I've decided that it's time for me to just sit down and hopefully make space for somebody else or other people to stand up and join in what she said. It really has been a huge gift to have the opportunity to speak to so many fun people on the show to work with the incredible hosts and contributors and all of the staff at CGSW who really are the most generous, creative, and hilarious people that you could meet. But it's time. And so with this episode, I want to kind of look back and look forward a little bit. When I came into Yeah What She Said in 2016, it was through my friend... Sarah Rowe, who was then one of the hosts of the podcast. I started out contributing short pieces, learning how to edit, which has been surprisingly, I think I've said this on the show before, surprisingly a really fun part of the process. Not necessarily something I'm really good at, but something I really enjoy. And then later on, after Sarah stepped away from the show herself, I started hosting I very, very quickly realized or realized knew right away that I did not want to do this on my own and that I hoped to kind of build a little bit of a collective here. I reached out through some friends and got in touch with Adora and thankfully she agreed to lend her immense talent to Yeah What She Said. I was also introduced to Amanda Ost who we are so lucky to have had working on Yeah What She Said before she moved to BC. And these friendships have been so valuable to me, but they've also been creative collaborations, support, and I've learned so much from all of the people that I've worked from as a human, as somebody struggling with a new technical skill, and of course, as a feminist. So the content that I've selected for today's episode of Yeah What She Said kind of connects with that theme of feminists connecting with one another. It's from an episode that Sarah and Nicole and I recorded back in 2017. I think it was March 2017. And the title for the episode was Feminism Across Generations. 
The idea was that we would speak to a feminist in our lives, somebody that we loved and um, somebody that was a family member, really, and talk to them about what feminism meant to them. And through this, that we would have not just an interesting conversation, but we would gain insight into where each other was coming from and that would give us plenty of food for thought, which is always what we want here on Yeah, What She Said. So I spoke with my mother-in-law. Sarah spoke with her mother, and Nicole spoke with her younger sister. And I think that this was one of the most, I think, meaningful, inspiring episodes of the show that I've ever had the pleasure and the privilege to work on. This episode was recorded back when what she said was a one-hour-long podcast, and now we are 30 minutes. So I've edited out some sections of that episode for this episode this month. I've also included a little bit of the musical selections that our guests made, although not the entire songs because time. So sit back and enjoy these excerpts from Yeah, What She Said in 2017, and I hope they give you as much food for thought as they did me at that time. Thank you. My name is Emma Montford, and I'm 21 years old. Hi, uh, my name is Darlene Dorchak. I am 57. My name is Dorothy Jones, and I am 73 years old. I would say I've been a feminist all my life. I think I'm a feminist kin- kindergartner. I, that's, I, uh, that's the best way I could probably describe myself. Well, I, I've been thinking about it ever since you asked me to come on the show. And I think that it's like being a Christian. People say, when did you become a Christian? Well, I've been one all my life. Well, it's the same thing like feminism. I think I've been one all my life because my dad used to say we all had to be educated. I come from a large family, four boys and three girls, and we all had to go to school. We all had to learn and be able to, in future, look after ourselves. My mother, on the other hand, was the kind one, and she always said you had to be kind, treat people nicely, and just look out for each other. The reason I call myself a feminist kin- kindergartner <laughs> is because I, I'm learning so much as I go, and that learning really didn't start until I would say... Uh, like I, I would say probably about 10, 15 years ago, where I started to really understand the difference between what I grew up with as being a feminist was and what the, the real feminist movement is all about. And um, so growing up, the media with television shows and also watching my parents and neighbors and, and so on. I mean, I grew up in the early 60s. So the television shows and everything that I had to base reality on was like I Love Lucy or, um, you know, Jackie Gleason show and, and all of those kind of shows where although the women were a major part of the family, like huge part of the family, but they were always submissive to their husband. And if the woman wanted to do something, they had to ask permission in order to do that. And so that's how I was raised. And feminist movement was 
like the glorious Steinem, where she really um, she she was ahead of her time, but it was very cut and dry. If you were a feminist, you were anti male. You were um, against the system. You totally had uh, like go burn your bras and ask men for support, right? <laughs> like that kind of thing. And so that's why growing up, that's what I I had been spoon fed all my life. And then as I've gotten older. Now I look at it and realize, am I a feminist? Well, everything I find out about people who are feminist, it's just treating people with respect. And and for myself, I just treat people with kindness and respect, and hopefully I get that back. Feminism to me is about equality and making sure that everyone has the same opportunities as everyone else. No one's better. No one's worse. Everyone is all the same. I always looked like I was equal with everybody else. And I didn't think about feminism or anything in that sense until actually I came to Canada in 1966. Because I came to Canada and I was in science. And people would be asking me, hey, how come you're in science when you're a girl? you're a woman. And I'm thinking, what does that have to do with it? And that's when I started to stop and think, look around and see all the differences between what was happening. I'm not saying that this didn't happen while I was growing up, but it wasn't an in-my-face sort of thing. It was maybe hidden or something like that, because I'm sure women didn't get the same pay or we didn't get the same jobs or anything like that. And I was used to not being the only woman woman in a lot of things because I did go at school. I was in the science stream and I think we had three other women in, in my class, well, girls at the time. But so I was accustomed to not seeing a lot of women around me. But, you know, I wasn't really steep in well, women should or shouldn't do. I wasn't that type of a person. So it didn't even occur to me, to be quite honest, that women were there because they were shut out rather than that they didn't. I just thought they didn't want to be here, you know, which is a different thing than being forced not to be there. But, you know, as you get older, you realize all the things that you were looking at and not really believing to be true that was happening around you. Uh, I would say when I really started working, it was more clear to me where you fall in certain areas compared to other people, for sure. And just like always being looked down upon because I was younger, a woman working. And my first job training people was a lot harder if it was someone even older than me or like when I started doing working in two departments, training somebody, a male who was a year or two older than me, I got disrespected a lot for sure. And there was a huge lack of equality in the workplace for sure. And that's really when I started to kind of realize and like pay a lot more attention to what was going on. You're You're listening to Yeah What She Said on CGSW 90.9 FM. And on this month's episode of Yeah, What She Said, we are in our little time machine and traveling back through the archives. And I'm airing some selections from an episode of Yeah, What She Said that was recorded back in 2017. 
when I worked on the podcast with host Sarah Rowe. And Sarah interviewed her mother, Darlene. Nicole interviewed her sister, Emma. And I interviewed my mother-in-law, Dorothy, to talk about feminism across generations. There's a brown girl in the ring, cha-la-la-la-la. There's a brown girl in the ring, cha-la-la-la-la. There's a brown girl in the ring, cha-la-la-la-la. For she likes sugar and I like plum. Then you show me your motion, cha-la-la-la-la. Then you show me your motion, cha-la-la-la-la. Then you show me your motion. I could tell you lots of stories about banking and women. Really? Yeah. Like, well, it didn't happen here because I just, I used to bank with the Royal Bank. I don't know if that's an advertisement, but so I came up here and I just continue banking. But you go overseas, and I remember working in Fiji, and I wanted to open a bank account, and they wouldn't allow me to open a bank account because I was a woman, and so I I like screaming and shouting. At least in those days, I used to. I'm sure I still do. And I was yelling and screaming at the poor clerk in the in the place. I need to open my account. No, you have to put your money in your husband's account. And so we went back and forth at it. And then finally, the manager came out, and I told him off too. And then he said to me, he says, "Well, um, okay, we'll open an account for you." So they did open an account for me. But you know what? Anytime my husband made wrote a check, they just took the money out of my account. And of course, I didn't need the money. So I was just, you know, going from paycheck to paycheck, not checking on my account. When, I read it, when I'm ready to close my account, I had no money in it. So that was another big fight. Wow. And my husband had to write me a check for all the amount that I thought I had in, in the account that wasn't there. So obviously, all the manager did was words, right, telling you that, yes, oh, yeah, you'll have an account, but didn't really give me an account. So these are the things that I notice now that's different, and I'm hoping even over there that it's different, that women would be open, able to open an account. But here in Calgary, I mean, you know, trying to get a gas account, electricity, telephone, it's, it was really tough in those days if you were a woman, didn't have a man to go sign. Uh, I would describe the current feminist movement as moving on. It's growing. People are adapting to it a lot more. I think it's becoming more aware. And people are really starting to get involved in it and making sure that they understand a part of it. And understanding that it's not people wanting to be better than somebody else. And it's not people trying to belittle other people. We want equality. We want to be treated the same. We want to be treated fairly. And that's what it's about. It's always trending. It's always a topic you see on social media. There's no way around it. I think feminism is viewed as, well, as a younger person, most of my the people I have on Facebook, like male friends, will share things saying about how being a feminist is bad and how it's kind of like putting people down and they're scared to say their opinion. But a lot of the times I think that they see... Uh, like it at a way larger scale than what a lot of people really think it is and like the reality is is a lot of us just want 
the same opportunities as what you would get as being a white male, for example. I think the current feminist movement is, it's almost like an avalanche, right? So it started off as this tiny little snowball and it's rolling down the mountain and it's now turned into this beautiful avalanche. I think when I, I look at the people and the individuals that are really steering how different programs come on or different marches and, and so on, when they happen, I, I think they are doing a really excellent job in, in saying, like, this is for us to respect each other and, and to for the women to be able to respect themselves and, and for people to say, well, you know, your opinion, yes, you're entitled to your opinion, but this is my space. This is my body. How I view it, how I want to portray it is my choice. Compared to when I was like 15 and everyone didn't really think about it in that way, we were all going to school and all on like the same kind of level. And then compared to now where I work, a lot of women are independent there. They have their career. They're doing whatever they want to do. And it's that's really just grown me to me as a person and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You have like a lot of people you can like look up to. Yeah, exactly. And if I feel a certain way I can express it and no one will attack me and accuse me of wanting to be better than someone else. <laughs> I don't know. The The real thing came to me like when I went, I actually went to a world conference, um, women's conference. The fourth one in 1995 was still with the YW and it came up that the conference was happening in Beijing. But a young woman from Edmonton and she told me, she says, I heard you're going to... Um, Beijing, you have to fundraise, you know. And I thought, fundraise? Why would I want to fundraise? And she says, well, because people have to know that you're going. You have to, you know, let people be interested in the fact that you're going over there to represent women. And it was quite an eye-opener. And so, you know, we were chatting about women's rights and, and things that really I just took for granted not realizing that I was that privileged to be able to do the things I do rather than, you know, that a lot of people couldn't do what I could do. But the conference, that was really something. I'd been to lots of conferences before, but not as multicultural as that was. Like they had tents for all the different continents. And it was really everything like that really shook up all my ideas and things. Just a simple little thing, you know, I used to always think, oh yeah, you're from Africa. You know, you see somebody, yeah, you're African. And that changed the way I look at it because Canada had to share a tent with the United States and the rest of the Caribbean. But Africa had their own tent because they had so many countries. And so then I started to see that people weren't Africans, they were Nigerians, Ghanaians, you know, they came from a different country. You can't just lump them all together and call them Africans. So I always try and find out which country in Africa people came from rather than just be, because then I thought how racist of me just to say, oh yeah, you're from Africa and discount people. 
You're listening to Yeah, What She Said on CGSW 90.9 FM. My name is Georgia Jones, and we're reaching back into our archives this month on Yeah, What She Said to give you some excerpts from an episode that we recorded in March of 2017 where we were talking about feminism across generations. And so I interviewed my mother-in-law, Dorothy Jones. Nicole has interviewed her sister, Emma, and then host Sarah Rowe interviewed her mother, Darlene, to talk about what feminism has meant to to them at different times in their life. I realized that feminism was important in my life. It, it was because of watching my daughters and asking them questions about, okay, you're doing that, but well, what does your boyfriend have to say about that? And them going, it's my body. I can do whatever. And I'm thinking, wow, what? It's your body, right? And because, again, the the way I was raised was, okay, it's fine if you want to um, go and do something, but you really, you really should get the A-OK all clear from your significant other. And um, when I saw that, and then I would see their, um, like their, their significant other go, like, hey, it's her body. She can do whatever she wants with it. Um, I, I'm just privileged that she's allowing me in her world. That's when I started, like, the, the little rabbit ears went up on me and the spidey senses went off. And I was like, whoa. Now, I wish I was like that. I, I want to be like that. I, I think, again, it's it's being respectful to other people. But mostly, what do, what do I want? And uh, that's something that I really started to see through my my daughters. And then as um, I would go to different events, um, like I, I was at the Pride Parade and I met this fabulous person. They identified as sometimes male, sometimes female, and they were just the nicest person I've ever met, like just spent the whole afternoon just gabbing. And, and I thought, like, wow. and, and to be perfectly honest, it didn't matter to me if it, if I was talking to a female or a male or or however that person identified. I think it's just opening my mind and opening my bubble and saying, okay, so that might have been how you were raised, but how are you going to live? I think growing up and and seeing the feminist movement, especially from a young girl's eyes, it was that. If you were a feminist, you had to be um, always on the soapbox, always, always, always. It was never about having a conversation. It was always, I'm going to speak at you. I'm not speaking with you. And so having that perception as well as thinking, oh, okay, so normal because back in the day, this was normal, normal having the man be the head of the household, no matter what, right, wrong, or indifferent, he was always right. And um, so growing up with that, and then having a woman stand up on a soapbox going, no, you're wrong. I was so confused. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then again, because we were not very well off, and we were pretty poor. So our entertainment of choice besides playing outside was to watch television. So when you start seeing now the more um, different 
influences come on television, uh, I'll say Mary Tyler Moore. All of a sudden you have this strong, independent young woman who can turn the world on with her smile. Who she's going to move away from her family. She's going to live in an apartment by herself and date several men. <gasps> oh my, like that was just out of this world and it had never been done before. With each glance and every little movement you show, love is I don't know. I feel like I'm very outspoken, and if I feel someone's gonna disrespect me, like I will, I will tell you. To, like I'll shut you down. Either way, it doesn't matter if you want to be disrespectful to one of my friends or someone I'm with or anyone. Like I would shut you down within five minutes of being rude. So, like I don't know. To me, I think being outspoken as a woman is very rare to come upon, and. A lot of people see it as a negative, and you're rude, you're loud, you're crazy. Like, you need to calm down, and I'm I'm not going to calm down. You can deal with it. Wow, how cool it is to listen back to parts of that episode on feminism across generations. So awesome. And if you want to check out the full, full hour-long episode that we aired in 2017, you can access it through our SoundCloud archives. I'll also post a link on Facebook and on Instagram so you can check it out that way. Thank you again and again to Nicole Edmonds and her sister Emma, to Sarah Rowe, who was my friend and mentor at the very beginning of my Yeah What She Said journey. Thank you for teaching me so much, Sarah. And to her mom, Darlene Dorchek. And of course, I have to give a huge thank you and a hug and a happy birthday this month to my mother-in-law, Dorothy, who is just a very, 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 very important person in my life and someone I love very, very dearly. And you probably get a sense of how fabulous she is from those excerpts right there. Anyhow, it is time for me to, what is it, make like a tree and leave um, and get out of here. Thanks to everyone who's been listening to Yeah What She Said. Please continue to listen to Yeah What She Said. Adora is going to keep working on the show, and we welcome Kit Coleman, who is just back from a fabulous trekking experience in Nepal, and I hope is feeling energized and ready to take things on over here at CJSW. And you never know, this may not be the last that you hear from me, but thanks to everyone who supported me, taught me, encouraged me, helped me out when I couldn't figure something out. Um, over the past three years, it's been an absolute blast. Uh, love CJSW, love being a feminist. I often talk about how much I love being a feminist and how joyful it is. And I, I really I emphasize that over and over because I really want to fly in the face of people who feel that all that feminists do is complain. Well, you know, there's some complaining because there's a lot to complain about. But it is so comforting and so great to know that you're not on your own in this and that you have support out there. And that's what I hope we can offer a little bit of on Yeah What She Said. Music in this episode, you heard from Louise Bennett, Brown Girl in the Ring. You heard the theme tune from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And we leave you with the inimitable Beyonce. Flawless. This was Emma's selection for the episode. Your Enjoy. challenges are a young group from Houston. Welcome Beyonce, Lativia, 
Nina, Nikki, Kelly, and Ashley, the hip-hop rappin' Girls Time. Successful, but not too successful, otherwise you will threaten the man. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I am expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. Now marriage can be a source of joy and love and mutual support, but why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. We teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boys are. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. You wake up, post up,